Hello lovelies, I just wanted to record a quick disclaimer before the start of this episode because we had a little bit of a recording issue that only lasts about the first 15 seconds. Um, I just wanted to explain that for reasons I cannot understand, let alone explain. It sounds pretty wacky for about 15 seconds and then it gets right back to normal, we promise. Just wanted to let you know before the start of the episode. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge. My name is Margot, and I'm Amberly, and we're so happy to have you. All right, um, we've got another fun episode for you today. Uh, we decided to. Um, we're into October now when this episode drops. That uh, we should have a little fun and um, get into the Halloween season and discuss what's in pop culture. Yes, I'm so excited about this. We have some lists of witches and we're going to give our opinions on them and uh, just kind of, um, you know, in the in the way of a Tory and tirade, but just with a little more structure. Yeah, we're going to examine these lists of iconic witches, um, you know, most popular witches, scariest witches and whatnot, and uh, get into it. Yeah, I'm so excited. But first, what are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking golden milk. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Um, But I cheated a little bit. I know um, typically you make it on the stovetop and, you know, you you put in the turmeric and the ginger and cinnamon and vanilla and all the good, good stuff. Uh, I actually just used this um, mellow yellow organic superfood mix from um, YourSuper.com. And it's really easy because I just heat up the milk and then add a teaspoon of this. And it's got turmeric, ashwagandha, ginger, cinnamon, lamuma, and pepper. And nice. it's really, it's really, really yummy. What about you? What are you drinking? I've been looking at that. Um, I am drinking mold cider. Oh, nice. Yeah, I made it last night for our um, solstice celebration since we were a little bit uh, late on that. And uh, I'm having some leftovers. I like that. And I like that we're both having a warm spiced beverage. Yeah. Especially with the with the content that we're doing this episode. Oh, God. Ugh, I love it's- all. all right so are you reading anything awesome yes actually i am reading um well i'm actually almost done and when i finish i am going to write a review and it is tales of witchcraft and wonder the venomous maiden and other stories of the supernatural I'm sorry for laughing so hard because that is so exactly what I'm reading. Oh. (laughs) So we're both reading this at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Claire, I'm sorry, Claude and Corinne Lacuto. Is that how you pronounce it? Lacuto. I'm really enjoying it. I really like how um, along with the the stories and tales themselves, Mm -hmm. um, he gives the historical context, the cultural and esoteric associations and hidden pagan beliefs behind each. Yeah. It's really nice. I'm actually into it. And it's definitely one of those books that you can, um, listen to while you go about your day-to-day tasks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, um, 
I'm reading it, you know, one little section or two sections at a time at night before bed. So um, I've been enjoying it. I'm also reading The Secrets of Santa Muerte. Oh, wow. Which I just got. It's a guide to the prayers, spells, rituals, and hexes uh, by Cressida Stone. Um, it's a really beautiful book. Lots of history in it. Um, I just started it, so I can't tell you too, too much about it other than it's beautiful. And I like Yeah, can it. I see that cover again? Oh, actually? for sure. It's beautiful. Oh, I love that cover. Isn't it gorgeous? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about this one. So there is that. All right. All right. <laughs> so let's get into it. All right. Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> Witches. They have fascinated us so as to star in fiction, film, and other pop culture media for the last several hundred years. Uh, what's so interesting about the character of the witch is that we seem to love them as heroes just as much as we love them as villains. So this is going to be a fun and lighthearted exploration of witches in pop culture. Um, which witches influenced us growing up? Which witches still hold a place in our hearts, and even which witches were absolutely horrifying to the point where we wish that we could just delete them from the collective consciousness. So let's talk about it. Before we begin, however, I want to acknowledge the dangerously large role anti Semitism, anti Romani racism, misogyny, xenophobia, classism, ableism, and several other extremely problematic themes of hatred and intolerance have played in the portrayal of witches in fiction and pop culture going back hundreds of years. It's important for us all to understand that while we may love the iconic witch characters from our favorite books and movies, i.e. Roald Dahl's The Witches and The Wizard of Oz's Wicked Witch of the West, just to name two, um, opening our eyes to the problematic attributes of their construction and understanding how they were born from the hateful tropes that directly contributed to the persecution of specific groups of marginalized people, not just in the past, but today as well, is the only way to healing and positive change. In order to fix an issue, you must first see it and understand it. So with that in mind, we're going to do our best to discuss our favorite and not so favorite witches in pop culture as respectfully and responsibly as possible. Very nice. Well said. So Amberly, who is your favorite witch in pulp? Pop, pulp? In pulp culture. In pulp fiction. Who's your favorite witch <laughs> in pulp <Josh> fiction? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite witch from pop culture? Oh, goodness. I... <sighs> It's a hard one. I love them all. I really, uh, I love every witch Angelica Houston and all two of them that Angelica Houston has played. Um, just because I am obsessed with Angelica Houston. Well, Morticia Adams was a witch, right? Yeah. 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 So I was counting the witches and the Adams family. Okay. You know, so that's what I was, I mean, she was kind of a witch in uh, Ever After, but of a different flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with Morticia Adams. Morticia Adams. She's such a great choice. She's just, she's so iconic in so mm -hmm. many ways. 
I have to go, well, I can never choose one, but I have to go with Sally and Jillian Owens as my favorite pop oh, culture yeah. witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actually, the are pretty amazing, too. Yeah, I was just going to say, actually, Jet and Frankie, too. The, the, the Owenses. The, the whole, Owenses. The whole family. So that could be your, like, favorite coven. How's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. From Maria to Kylie, uh, they're all amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is very hard to narrow it down, so... Yeah, it's That's actually okay. very difficult, which is why we have so many lists to go through. Oh my gosh, the amount of lists that Margot and I found <laughs> are astounding. So do you want to hit the first list? Sure. Um, so I'm going to give you a list of good witches. This is oh. from thenerdist.com. Uh, they, they were trying to find who was the best witch uh, in pop culture history, right? So this is the list of good witches. I don't guarantee that I will know them all. Okay. And are we saying good as in not evil, like protagonist witches? Yes, protagonist okay. witches. Okay. So Bonnie Bennett from The Vampire Diaries. Okay, Bonnie Bennett. Um, I want to say that you're probably not alone in not knowing that character because you would have to be like a fan of those um, fantasy CW shows. Right. Which which I was. I did watch The Vampire Diaries. Like when Buffy was out. No, that was but, that's like way. Yeah. That's like. Uh, that's when was it was it? the WB, right? <laughs> and not the CW yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking the CW, which would be like The Vampire Diaries, Supernatural, um, the originals. Um, so I did, I am, I am quite fond of Bonnie Bennett. I really like her. She was, um, very, um, ancestor centric type of magic <sighs> practitioner, very cool character. Um, but I'm not sure if I would put her in like a small group of extremely iconic pop culture, witches. and maybe somebody will want to chop my head off for that, but I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I'm willing to give her a chance, um, but I just have never seen it. So, um, all right, next is Glinda the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz. Glinda the Good Witch, <laughs> the secret bitch. <laughs> she is the secret bitch. Only, only bad witches are ugly. Are, are you, you a, good a bad witch? witch? <laughs> what the fuck? So rude. You know, my uh, last card was named Glinda. Uh, and she was a complete bitch. I think she's got like diva status as far as like being an iconic witch because of those like secret digs that she like. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, was, she was like, bless your heart mean, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oof. But yeah, she's, she's definitely iconic in that like, oh, I just want to slap you sort of way. For sure. <laughs> um, all right. Hermione Granger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. She's iconic. Definitely iconic i love that she is like the super uh, like smart yeah and, and she, a smart ass and a smart ass and she embraces her nerdiness and i fucking love that about her mm -hmm. and she's a fellow bibliophile she's a fellow bibliophile and you know where harry would have gotten without her nowhere absolutely nowhere nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> Fucking Hermione. Hermione Granger in The Prisoner of Azkaban. Am I right? Her mm -hmm. and that time turner. The only reason why they got out of that. Yeah, for sure. 
Alrighty. Um, Julia Wicker from The Magicians. I love The Magicians so I much. I also loved The Magicians. But out uh, of everybody on that show, would you have chosen Julia? I don't know. I feel like the, I don't think any one of them stands out more than the others. Um, really? Because I immediately think of Elliot. Oh, Elliot is amazing. What is what is his female counterpart? Margo. Margo. Look, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. Um, Hi, yeah, King Margo. Hi, King Margo is actually, I think, probably, and now that I didn't remember her name, I think she's my favorite. But, um, yeah, I don't think I would have chosen Julia. Yeah. Sorry, it, it probably would have been. I mean, I love her. I love all of them. The yeah. only one, I mean, you, there's one of them that's a little, a little tough to swallow. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, all right. How about Kiki from Kiki's Delivery oh, Service? Oh, Kiki. Okay. How perfect is this timing? I, know. I just I just messaged Amberly a couple days ago and I was like, I so I finally decided to dive into Studio Ghibli. Did I say that right? Studio Ghibli? That's how we say it. So I'm And uh, I started with Kiki's Delivery Service and oh my god, I I love that movie. It's just so cute and wholesome. Yeah. Uh, the last, I, uh, the last one I finished. I so I watched Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, followed by Spirited Away. Then I watched Howl's Magic, uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Then I watched Ponyo, and then I finally finished with Princess Mononoke. Oh <laughs> yeah! Let me just tell you how different Kiki's Delivery Service is from Princess Mononoke. <laughs> oh my gosh! So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely a difference. Uh, Princess Mononoke is is disturbing to say the least. Yeah, I did enjoy it though. It was a good yeah. message. Uh, I especially loved how he could would occasionally shoot people with an arrow and their heads would just pop off. <laughs> oh, I did like that. That was fun. Yeah. Um, his arm would like, you know, do its little <laughs> wool thing, and then and then someone's head would just come right off. <laughs> But Kiki is amazing. I feel like she really, uh, she almost was channeling like the worst witch type energy because she was, she was just a 13 year old girl and she was really lost and had no idea what she was doing. And then she like found her groove, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was such a sweet movie. Is she iconic? I, I would say no. Yeah. Probably in the witch community. Yeah. But probably a yes, but in, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think there's probably a lot of people that just don't know, might not know who she is. Yeah. They all should. They, they all should. should. Yeah. You know, I actually, I have to change my mind on my favorite. It's definitely got to be Professor McGonagall. I love her so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She might actually be a little more iconic than Hermione. I have to agree with that as far as uh, witches in Harry Potter world go. Yeah. You know who's the most iconic, though? As much as I hate to say it, it's Bellatrix Lestrange. Bellatrix Lestrange, yeah. I'm sure she's on the evil witches list. Yeah. That that bitch is iconic. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, I love this one. Lafayette Reynolds from True Blood. Yes. I love Lafayette. Yes. He is absolutely iconic. 
Yeah, uh, he was he so was the ways. best character on that show. Hands oh, for sure. Down. Well, Eric was pretty fucking hot. Yeah, but I mean, I just liked to drool when I was watching him on the screen. But yeah, Lafayette was definitely he had the most interesting character, Absolutely. and his character development was the best. Yeah, love him, love him. He 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 gets a he gets a check plus thumbs up for iconic. <laughs> um, Louise Miller from Teen Witch. I'm trying to decide if this is that movie from the 80s. I, would try, I was wondering if that was the movie from the 80s with the... Oh, with Louise. that little short, adorable yes. lady. I love her. Um, it is the girl with the teased red hair. Yes. And, and the like, outfits. Yeah. Yes. I don't think she's an icon, but I think the little lady that plays in that movie, what is her name? She was in Poltergeist too, right? Zelda Rubenstein. Was she also in Poltergeist? Yes. Yeah. Zelda sure. Rubenstein played Madame Serena, was it? I feel like she definitely is more iconic than yeah. the Teen main Witch, character. Teen Witch, the movie Teen itself, Witch. I would put in a category of like cult classics in, you know, witchy movies, but... Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the most iconic thing about that movie was the top that scene when the girl starts <laughs> having a wrap off with the boy she has a crush oh, on. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay. Um oh well here she is, Minerva McGonagall. Yes. I mean She's an icon. No question. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh. Turns into a black cat. Yeah. With glasses shaped for... Was it a black cat in the books? I no, remember. I think she, it was a... Um, a tabby. A tabby, and it had square... Yes. Square glasses. Cute. Um, oh, next is Morticia Adams. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nanny McPhee. I do not know enough about that character. To... I love her. Um, okay. I never actually associated her as a witch, but now that I think about it, she absolutely is. Yeah, kind of like Mary Poppins. Is that is that along the lines of who this? Yeah, this like. Although Nanny McPhee is a little more witch-esque because, as the children come around to you know the way they're supposed to, she starts getting uglier. <laughs> oh. As the so by the end of the movie, she's got like moles and like is missing teeth and so the less they need her the more or no um, it's the opposite it's oh the, the better opposite. they behave the more the, the prettier she is okay yeah that's sorry. weird that's weird it is weird uh, i don't know somebody's probably gonna be like amberly shut the fuck up i'm looking forward to the comments on this one <laughs> i'm like i know everything no wait i don't remember at all um <laughs> Uh, Samantha Stevens from Bewitched. Absolutely an icon. Yes. And everybody wishes they could wiggle their nose like that. I know. How does she do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Striganona. Oh, from, from the books? Striganona, yes. Oh, I love those books. Me too. So those are children's books. Like she's the quintessential Italian grandma who practices Italian folk magic, you know, and and the Mm -hmm. books are adorable. Um, I think they're available. The magic pot. Yeah, and she's all. She also. I feel like she is um, 
you know those like kitchen witches you can get to hang, you know, in your kitchen and they look they look a lot like Stregonona. I feel mm -hmm. like she might be the yeah. inspiration, although they might be a little older. I, I don't know which came first. I wanna say that the kitchen witches are a different like I think they're German, but You're probably right. And I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, so I apologize. <laughs> I don't know who came first, the chicken or the egg, so we'll just <clears throat> move on. So I've never seen this show, which makes me a horrible person, I'm sure. But uh, Yennefer of Vengerberg from The Witcher. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's a total badass. And she has an amazing origin story and like really cool plot line. And I love The Witcher. I know there are some people who didn't care for it, but um, absolutely loved it. She is a very cool character. I don't know if she's icon status, however, because, you know, she hasn't really been around that long. Yeah, I feel like you have to be around a little bit longer to become an icon. Mm. Yeah, instant icon is, like, not an easy thing no. to achieve, I feel like, in this list. that We've got a lot of um, OGs in the list. Yeah. I don't know. All right, hit me with one of your wis wists, wists, lists. All right. So... I actually see, sorry, I actually see a few different ones on my list, so we can go through these quickly and then we can um, switch gears into scary movies and I ha we have a couple other uh, directions that these lists go in, but um, since this list is has different results, uh, I'm going to go through it real quick. So I have the top 10 witches in pop culture. Next. Okay. So, number 10, Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes. Oh my god. I I you know what's really interesting to me is before this list begins there is a honorable mention for the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> and my mind is kind of blown that Wanda Maximoff got beaten out by Witch Hazel from Looney Tunes. I mean, I I really liked her. <laughs> okay. I just <laughs> I felt, I felt, maybe I'm completely wrong, but I felt like she was a little bit lost in obscurity to be added to the top 10. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe, but for me, like my dad, every morning, every Saturday morning, he would wake me up and we would sit down and we would watch Looney Tunes. That was like our thing. So maybe that's why. Yeah. You know, but Looney Tunes doesn't really air anymore. So that's definitely, she probably is lost too. So keep obscurity. Security, obscurity, same fucking thing, right? No. Okay, so number nine, I have Reverend Mother Mohayim. She is the leader of the Bene Gesserit religion in the Dune novels. So this is a very niche audience also. I saw the new Dune movie and it was awesome, but it was the first time that I ever really sat down and watched a Dune movie and I've never read mm -hmm. the Dune novels. Um, she tests Paul Atreides with the gom jabber so i do remember this character and mm -hmm. she was quite the badass but again like i said very niche yeah i've never seen the dune movies i hear the new one's good like well you just told me that but um yeah i don't i have no opinion okay so actually you know what i should have said in the beginning that this list comes from sideshow.com this is not our list 
So as we go through, I don't I don't want anyone to think that we made this list and then have them have beef. <laughs> and we're with like, us we don't even it. know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number eight, we have Circe from Greek mythology. She's definitely iconic. Absolutely. I mean, over millennia. Yeah. So she wins. Absolutely. I have I a mean, huge, huge painting of her in my dining room. Yeah. Um, and she's such a great and iconic literary character that she's still appearing in new novels. Mm-hmm. When you said Cersei, the first thing I thought of was was Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> Shame. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I knew that wasn't what you meant. <laughs> yeah, Cersei, the witch from Greek mythology, most known for capturing Odysseus and his crewmates, is one of the older examples of witchery in popular culture. She is the daughter of the Titan Helios and Perse, the Oceanid nymph, and in some pieces of very old literature she's also um sometimes referred to as the daughter of hecate didn't she turn the crew members into pigs, pigs. she certainly did i wish i had that good for stare. her okay so num- for number seven we have a repeat kiki is back number Yay! seven i nice. love kiki okay so maybe she's actually more popular than we thought yeah maybe Okay, we're going to have a lot of people that are like, "What do you? how do you not realize that Kiki is, like, the most popular? And I'm like, because okay. I can't make everyone happy. just got into Studio Ghibli, and I should be ashamed of myself. All right, number six is the Macbeth Witches. Oh, yes. Double bubble, toil and trouble. Yeah, everybody knows Absolutely. that part of Macbeth. And something, <laughs> and something wicked this way comes. Yes. Absolutely. Iconic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually goes back to, I want to say, the Tarian tirade that we just dropped. We could not think of this person's name, and it is the White Witch, also known as Jadis. The White Witch is the woman responsible for freezing Narnia in the Hundred Years' Winter. So she is the um, that ice witch that we were talking about. Yeah. You know what's really funny is last night I was laying in bed and my eyes popped open and I remembered... <laughs> Yeah, she's definitely, um, I don't know if she's like in the top 10, but. Yeah, if you're a fan of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, then you know exactly who we're talking about. But, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone not everyone has read uh, those that series. Okay, number four cannot be argued with. We have the Sanderson sisters. Yes, I mean, absolutely. absolutely. They must be in the top 10. Absolutely. Played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Is that, it, is that how? I think so. No, Jimmy? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the Sanderson sisters embody the maiden-mother crone cycle of witchery and are ruthless and want to sacrifice children, which plays out with a lot of humor in the film. I never even realized that they had a mother-maiden-crone thing going on because I, I, I kind of felt like Bette Midler and Kathy Jimmy's characters were around the same age and Sarah Jessica Parker was the only one that seemed like... The younger of the sisters. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really buy into the maiden mother crone part of it, but um, yeah. they're definitely fucking hilarious, and four more <laughs> sleeps until Hocus Pocus two comes out. Yes, I am looking forward to that. Okay, number three is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So what they did here is this is all of her. Oh, okay, <laughs> so okay. All the sixties right. Sabrina. 
um, the Nickelodeon Sabrina, and the Netflix Sabrina. It's all included in one here. So I can get behind that. Yeah, if if as a as a cumulative character, mm-hmm. for sure, major yeah. impact, major major iconic impact. Yeah. Okay, I number two. Com- oh, you read the comics. I did. The uh, Archie style comic. Okay, yeah. I actually wanted to read the Chilling Adventures. Oh yeah, I would love to read those too, but. Okay, so number two, we've got another repeat. It is Hermione Granger, who I guess has beaten out Professor McGonagall. On this list? Yep. All right, well, I mean, she is one of the main characters, so I guess that's that's kind of understandable. Mm-hmm. Hermione exemplified bravery, intelligence, and resourcefulness while becoming one of the most skilled witches, taking on Voldemort, brewing advanced potions at a young age, and learning charms and spells that even her classmates couldn't manage. Mm-hmm. And she was a Gryffindor. Yeah. And number one uh, is the Wicked Witch of the West. Can't argue with that. Yeah. So my daughter's homecoming is next month, and the theme is Wizard of Oz. Hmm. So she's actually... What an interesting theme. I know. So she's dressing in um, this black cocktail dress that uh, I fit in about 7,000 years ago. And then she's going to do like green eyeshadow and, you know, and then some red sparkly shoes. So she's going to be the uh, Wicked Witch of the West, but with the shoes. With the shoes. So she won. (laughs) She did win. Yeah. In a twist Mm -hmm. ending, she wins and gets the ruby slippers. I like that. Fuck you, Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what else do we have? I would like to discuss your feelings on the, the two leading ladies of the witches movies. How do you, how do you feel about them redoing it with Anne Hathaway versus Angelica Houston? Yeah. Did you like one of them better than the other or? Uh, I preferred the classic. It's from mm-hmm. my childhood. Right. You know, I, I grew up with that movie. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, if my mom plopped me down in front of the TV and that movie was on, then she got like a couple hours of peace, you know? Mm-hmm. I was excited for the new movie. Um, I think the new movie was um, more closely more closely related to the book, mm-hmm. uh, especially the way it ends. Right. You know, in, um, in the original uh, film adaptation, we have a happy ending for the little boy. And in this one, I mean, it's not... It doesn't end badly for him, right. but it's not the—it's not the type of happy ending that people who grew up with that movie are used to, especially people right. who didn't didn't read the book. Yeah. Um, but Angelica Houston is just—I, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry to Anne Hathaway, but Angelica Houston is a force. Yeah, it's really hard to follow that performance. Right. Right. And I actually agree with all of those sentiments. What I really did love about the new one, though, was her her smile. Oh, that was creepy. Oh, my God. That was creepy. Yes. Hmm. Okay, let's see. Do you want to go into the evil witches? Iconic evil witches list? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I like that. All right. So, obviously, we know that this is definitely one of the most iconic evil witches. Bellatrix Lestrange. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know... 
Whether you love her or you hate her, I think she's the most iconic witch from the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Or you hate to love her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she was... And that cackle. <laughs> I can I just... Sirius Black! <laughs> oh, it hurts to say that because I love Sirius so much. I know. That was so sad. Um, Fiona Good from American Horror Story. Is she the... Yeah, she, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang's okay. character from American Horror Story. Absolutely. Yeah. I, she has this amazing line when she says, of all, and I'm going to botch it up, but she says, of all the most terrifying things in the world, the only thing that you have to fear is me. And she says it like just as she's putting on her hat and like leaving the room. And I'm just like, ooh, that was a good line. <laughs> she is the supreme. That's funny. Um, all right. The Grand High Witch from The Witches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can tell me if you know who this is. I do not. Gruntilda Winky Bunyan? <laughs> what? I don't know who that is. What From Banjo-Kazooie? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't either, but I love her name. Yeah. Is there any information about her? No, but I want to look that shit <laughs> Gruntilda up. Gruntilda right Winky Bunyan? Gruntilda Winky Bunyan. Winky Bunyan. Okay, I'm, I'm 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 googling it because what the hell? And this is an evil witch. It sounds like a very like uh, fun, funny, you know, stepmothery type of witch. Like uh, not stepmothery, um, oh. godmothery. <laughs> okay, well, this is like a super CG witch, so I'm gonna say that this is not. It's brand new. Um. Oh, it's from. Nintendo. Oh, huh. wow. Okay, well, I didn't play Banjo-Kazooie, so never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Helena Marcos from Suspiria. Oh, yeah. You know that um, one? Terrifying. Terrifying. I need to start making lists of things I need to watch, I guess, because I, I don't know put, that one either. I would put both the original and the remake of Suspiria on your list. Oh, Okay. And then I want to know your thoughts. All right. Well, you know, next week is our annual uh, Halloween movie marathon because we're busy every other fucking weekend in October. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll we'll put that on the list. Not guaranteed that you're going to love them. Uh, I think that they are maybe an acquired taste. But... Um, Fair. Yeah. Okay. Um... Lamia from Stardust? I don't know who that is. Is that Michelle Pfeiffer's character? I don't know. I've never seen Stardust. S Stardust uh, is a Neil Gaiman story, a movie adaptation, had uh, Claire Danes, uh, Robert De Niro was in it, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Actually, a lot of pretty famous actors were in the oh, film. Oh, you know what? I have seen it, but I haven't seen it in so long. I really can't give an opinion i thought it was great i love that movie and it's a really good trio of witches i mean there's lots of witches in the movie um but these three specific like these sister witches that are like the kind uh the villains mm -hmm. in the movie um yeah i i would say i would say yes the, that she was pretty iconic but i wonder how many people actually uh recognize her by name Alrighty. 
Um, the Evil Queen, Grimhild from Snow White and Once Upon a Time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I read today the Blair Witch Project was based on a witch in Maryland. I was always under the impression it was based on the Bell Witch, which was not in Maryland. I don't remember where that was from. I don't know why I brought that up. But the Blair Witch <laughs> is on the list of iconic evil witches. Uh, I would say absolutely yes. Uh, there's a whole generation of people, myself included, that were pretty fucked up by that movie. Uh, if you saw it early enough, then you went to see it thinking that it was based on a true story mm -hmm. because they fooled everyone. It was right. pretty ge pretty genius. Actually, before I went to see it in theaters, I caught a historic background special. And uh, it was either on the History Channel or the Discovery Channel, which is like the ultimate the ultimate dis deceit because you think that anything on either of those networks is going to be true. Right. And they, they made <laughs> then, up, anyway, they made up a whole historic backstory for the supposed witch and how she came over to the Americas, how she was, you know, persecuted and killed. And then all these like scary things started happening around Burkittsville and, I watched that, and then I went to see the movies, thinking all of it was real. I could not sleep in my own bedroom that night. I had to sleep on the floor in my parents' room. I was a teenager, and I was—I could not do it. I was crazy, petrified. <laughs> You're gonna be real mad at me, cause I've never seen it. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Put that above Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to watch it the other day, but we watched something else stupid instead. And one day, if you want to, I would say check out the sequel. Um, but a third movie came out a few years ago, and you can absolutely skip that one. Poof. Fair. Fair. All right. Um, oh. <sighs> Ursula, the Little Mermaid. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. Actually, she's she's the picture above this list, and I just love her. Mm -hmm. I love her. And we have one, one repeat. Well, maybe another repeat. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, I have more fun going through the list of evil witches than I do the the supposed, you know, good ones. Yeah. And that brings us to scary movies. Yay, scary movies. So I found this list. According to ScreenRant.com. Ooh, that these sounds are, promising. <laughs> these are the 10 scary movies that actually get witches right. All right. So if that's not a challenge, I don't know what is. So it says here, The figure of the witch is one of the most sinister and frightening figures ever conjured by the human imagination. She, and more rarely he, always seems to lurk at the corners of the collective consciousness, a receptacle for everyone's greatest fears. She has also made a number of appearances in films of various types. While some of her appearances have been more for comedic effect, there have been a surprisingly large, large number of horror films that have shown the witch in all her terrifying glory, even if, at sometimes, as sometimes happen, she actually remains out of the viewer's sight. That's a hint for one of the movies that's definitely going to be on this list. So, number 10, The Witch from 2015. 
It says, The Witch is without a doubt one of the best films to have ever been made about this figure. I kind of agree. It was I, I thought it was fantastic. Taking place in the earliest days of the United States, it focuses on a family who is banished into the forest where they mm-hmm. begin to encounter the titular character. Ultimately, the young girl, Thomason, the film's major character, becomes ensnared by the devil and begins to worship him, becoming a witch just like the one that terrorized her family. I love that movie, actually. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, bearing in mind the title is These Are the Ten Scary Movies That Actually Get Witches Right. Yeah, I was thinking something completely different, so... Same. So, I'm. my guess is that if we're going according to, say... Um, the beliefs and superstitions about witches from that time, then yeah, we've got animal familiars, we've got sacrifices, we've got the poisoned fruit that's given to the boy, we have the flying ointment is shown in the beginning, which is a pretty gruesome opening to a movie. That's That was probably the hardest part uh, to swallow in the movie. Yeah. And we have the witch's Sabbath at the end. So I guess what they're if they're if they're comparing it to historic knowledge of witches in the United States, then I mm-hmm. guess I yeah. guess it's pretty on point. Yeah. Okay. If we're looking at it from that way, then yes. I was thinking, you know, like realistically correct. Yeah, realistically <laughs> correct. <laughs> All right, well let's see. So number nine, the witches, nineteen ninety, with the Grand High Witch being played by Angelica Houston. It says, Roald Dahl was one of the, uh, those authors who had the ability to craft stories that were supposedly for children but had dark and sinister edge, among other things. Uh, in the hands of Nicholas Rogue, a film director known for edgy dramas, Dahl's book was brought to brilliant life on the big screen. A lot of the credit for the film's frightening aspect goes to Angelica Houston, the divine actress who plays the leader of the witches. She's truly hideous in all of the right ways. I, this one I can't tie to the title. Yeah, I think maybe what what it means is that we enjoy those witches. <laughs> okay. You know, like yeah. we as witches are like, that's a good. I, I don't fucking know, Still, man. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm reaching here. <laughs> I, trying to in trying to make this make sense with the title. I guess it's just the witches that we enjoy, like you said. okay number eight Suspiria 1977 the 1970s was something of a golden age for horror films of a particular type usually involving someone who doesn't realize that she is part of a sinister plot in this case it's about a young woman who joins a dance studio that she gradually realizes is run by witches it's not every horror film that manages to be both gory and chilling, but that's exactly what happens here. No one who watches this film will ever look at witches the same way again. Okay, I'm just looking at this. It actually might be something I would enjoy because I was a dancer. I don't know. We'll see. Or it would just ruin you for dance. <laughs> Could do that as well. Um, same thing. I don't understand how this makes sense according to the title, but it was a great film. It was a great film, and it definitely made witches pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay, number seven is The Pale Door from 2020. There's no film genre that's quite as associated with the essence of American imagination quite like the Western. 
Despite this fact, there are surprisingly few westerns that intersect with the horror film. Mm-hmm. However, that's precisely what happens with The Pale Door, and that's a big part of what makes it such a fascinating and terrifying film to watch. The best part about it is that it does a lot with a little, drawing the viewer in and never letting go. So this just says nothing about witches whatsoever. This is just like praise for a good horror movie. Okay. Uh, let's move along. <laughs> Number well, I'm six. definitely going to watch it now. because Yeah, that it does sound interesting. interesting. It, they, it's very appealing. Um, still dangling off of the title and, and falling. Right. Number six, Don't Knock Twice. I did see that one. It was good. Uh, The figure of the witch has taken many different shapes in many different cultures, and one of the most notable is the Baba Yaga, who makes an appearance in this film. She's a truly terrifying creature, and she is one of those cinematic creations that's sure to keep the viewer on the edge of their seats. There's not a lot about this film that's terribly new in terms of what it does with the horror genre, but there's something to be said about leaning into what viewers expect from a horror film. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking it's been a really long time since I saw this movie because I didn't realize it was about Baba Yaga at all. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So but I tell you what, I'm going to be watching these and I will I will report back because I'm going to watch them this coming weekend. <laughs> okay, I think I need to rewatch Don't, Wa- Don't Knock Twice. Interesting. Okay, number five is The Conjuring from 2013. As if witches weren't scary enough while they were alive, they frequently appear in films as malevolent spirits that continue to haunt the living, which is exactly what happens in The Conjuring. This particular witch is a truly horrifying creation, a testament to the twisted imaginations that directors often bring to their projects. Aside from everything else, it's one of those horror films that really does take a lot of effort to create a film that's not just terrifying, but also at times downright beautiful. And that is true. It was a great movie. And it scared the shit out of me. The whole Conjuring universe is just interesting. Um, we we've watched them all, you know. Yeah, they're they're interesting. I wouldn't. Yeah, the new one's weird. Oh, the new one's weird. Apparently, it's weird. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I really enjoy the Conjuring universe. Um, there are some standout movies in that whole series that are that are great, and there are some that are just not, not so, so much. much, not so yeah. much. Um, but the original is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so number four is The Wretched from 2019. I wish I could give more opinions <laughs> on these because, like, I don't know them. It says, these days it's hard to create a horror film that can do anything different with the established formulas, but every so often one comes along that reminds people that there are still new ways to put a spin on the genre. It's impossible not to get caught up in a story of The Wretched, which focuses on a young boy who confronts a malevolent witch who lives next to his father. There are more than enough scares in this film to make it well worth a watch on Halloween. I did watch that one. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. I tend to enjoy those uh, films that kind of fly under the radar, don't make a huge box office kerfuffle about themselves. Um, I find that there's a lot more enjoyable material in these films most of the time. And the ones that have a huge um, box office arrival are sometimes just, you know, lots of jump scares and yeah, they fall flat. big production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, what did I watch recently that just fucking blew my mind? What Lies Beneath. 
I didn't even know. Like, I don't know how I never. Did that also have Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Harrison Ford? It did. Okay. And it was so fucking good. That is a really good movie. That's from the 90s, right? I or... think it's 2000. Okay. It Close was enough. a really good movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress. You think she suspects us? <laughs> Your wife? <laughs> or she suspected something? I messed up that line. Okay. That's okay. Number three is The Blair Witch Project. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> we already we already discussed this one, so let's just move along. Number two, Rosemary's Baby. Someone recently in the Marco said that Rosemary's Baby was disappointing. I can't remember who it was. Um, but I actually think it's one of like the greatest horror movies ever. I don't think I've seen that one either. Oh my! I know. I'm just. You know I what? Feel like I'm ruining your your day right I now. Thought... <sighs> okay, put Rosemary's Baby at the top of the list. <laughs> it's it's there. <laughs> I'm running out of space on this post-it. <laughs> 1968. There are some films films that have come down as part of the horror canon, and this film is one of those. The titular Rosemary becomes ensnared by a group of Satanists living next door who want to use her to produce the child of Satan. It's a moody and atmospheric film. The genius of it is that it presents the witch-like characters as seemingly charming and humorous old people. Ruth Gordon is particularly excellent, a reminder of the many forms the witch can take. Nice. I, I might have seen it, actually, but I'm going to watch it again just to make sure. And number one... This is a really interesting choice. Oh. Um, and I haven't seen this one, so I'm hoping you have. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. <laughs> um, mm, well, let me look. <laughs> I probably have. <laughs> 1999. Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost belongs to that particular period of Scooby-Doo films that featured creatures that were actually real. In this case, the titular... They use titular a lot in this article, by the way. The titular witch is is a powerful being that was imprisoned in her own spell book by a group of Wiccans, only to be brought back by her descendant. For an animated film, this one actually goes to some dark places, and it's easy to get a chill down the spine when Sarah Ravencroft manages to come back to wreak havoc on the present. I want to watch it now. I know, I do too. It's on my list now. I'm watching it. I'm watching it, like, tonight. I love a good Scooby-Doo. But yeah, I haven't seen that one. Alright, well, I'm sorry I wasn't able to add more information. <laughs> more into that. But it's fine. That's all right. We're going to get you educated on horror films in no time. All right. Either either you're going to come out better for it or you're going to be traumatized. We'll see. As long as they're not like slasher films, I'll be enjoying them. Um, I hate slasher films. I think they're terrible. Do you hate them because of the gore or do you hate like the suspense or that it's just like a hunting spree and nothing much else is happening? I hate them because of the gore. Okay. I hate them because... A lot of times slasher films are something that could actually happen in real life. Okay. Um, and and the hunting spree. I just, like, I feel like a lot of them are, 
just like, okay, I saw that person's head fall off. Now don't show me seven more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there are better ways to waste my time and, and that's not one of them I want to do. Okay. So I have a challenge for you. Um, they are technically slasher films. Mm-hmm. I would categorize them as slasher films, but they also borrow from many other subgenres in, you know, the horror genre at large. Okay. Have you seen the new Fear Street trilogy on Netflix? I have not. Because the middle film in particular is very slashery, Mm -hmm. but I actually thought that those three films were really, really well done. And really, really enjoyable, especially if you're a 90s kid, which you are. I am. I am that. Um, Put that at the top of your list. (laughs) It's it's on my list. Um, Like, I don't like a lot of American Horror Story because it's just too, like, cool. You know? I watched Coven because I was... I was shamed into watching it. Did you like Murder House? I have not watched that one yet. I know I need to watch that one because it's, I have to like, I have to like build myself up to it. It took me like a year to watch Kevin. Murder House is the reason why American Horror Story is, has an audience. Like Mm -hmm. it was just so, so, so good. Okay. I'll I'll put that on my list. Uh, (laughs) Put it at the top of your list. I know that there's like a third series or season that like murder house and coven yeah. like they come together it's apocalypse yeah okay yeah i i right. really enjoyed that too first couple episodes were it's like uh you gotta hang on because the first two or three episodes you're just like waiting for your favorite characters to arrive and you're confused and you're not mm-hmm. quite sure where the tie-in is and then it and then it really jumps into it and you're like yes yes all right um so, you know, we went through most of our lists, not all of our lists, but I think that was pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if there are any listeners who are like, we clearly missed an extremely iconic witch, you know? Uh, I'm sure we did. There's so many. Yeah, it would be awesome to hear from our, our listeners. Yeah, and, and you can tell, like, the demographic for, for an article. For example, um, when you read Bonnie Bennett, from the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Thinking along the lines of like the CW, which mm-hmm. used to be the WB, I would have gone for Willow from Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. Yeah. You know? yeah, completely. So it really depends on, you know, who you're writing for, I guess, mm-hmm. when you write these articles. Oh, and can we just touch on the fact that um, the Nerdist Best Twitch in Pop Culture History was actually voted on and... And they came up with uh, Scarlet Witch. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I I fucking hate the Scarlet Witch. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Best Witch. That is such a vague and general term. I don't know what they mean by it. She probably can beat every other witch with her magic and her power because mm-hmm. she is actually a super duper badass but she's an asshole 
I'm going to upset some people, but listen, I get it. She went through something extremely traumatic and extremely heartbreaking, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Jesus. She went through something extremely heartbreaking. Her supernatural magical AI boyfriend got murdered in front of her after she murdered him herself because she had to, to save the world by killing him. He got brought back to life and then killed again in front of her face. Then in WandaVision, she basically created this whole imaginary world where she had a family. And then when she had to undo everything she did and, and kind of let go of all that, that means that her, her children, her family had to go too. So I, I understand she is hurting and she is heartbroken, but that does not excuse what she did in the multiverse of madness. And I am sorry <laughs> to anyone who doesn't agree with me, but she's an asshole. <laughs> and that my friends, is what Margot thinks of that. <laughs> but yeah, she's probably like the baddest witch, as in like will beat the ass of every other witch. But best witch? What does that actually, what does that mean? Because yeah. she's not my favorite. Are you sure? I mean, I feel like you like her a little bit. Here's the thing. There are <laughs> villains that you love and villains that you love to hate. Uh-huh. And then there's characters that used to be good that got twisted up and did some really horrible things. And that, that that's just too... There's too much psychological, like, truth, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with someone who is, like, a ball of trauma and acted out, you know, because of that. And it's just... It's not... She doesn't immediately fall into the Bellatrix Lestrange category right. where she's just a bad, she's just, she's a villain and you love to hate her. Nope. This is, this is the kind of thing where she like, she kind of hurt, she kind of breaks your heart while right. she's doing all this crazy shit that is just not okay. Yeah, because you expect her to be better than that. Right, exactly. So, yeah, no, the whole anti, it, I wouldn't consider her an anti-hero or a villain that I love, not, none of those things. She just, just no. All right. And I'm done ranting about the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I had to bring it up because you were real mad. <laughs> All right. So my homework is uh, Suspiria, Stardust, Scooby-Doo, and the Witch's Ghost. Mm -hmm. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, the Pale Door, Don't Knock Twice, The Wretched, Fear Street, and Murder House. Yeah, all three Fear Street movies. Okay, and yours is Scooby-Doo. My homework is Scooby-Doo. What the fuck, man? <laughs> actually, so I'm, much harder. Actually, I'm going to watch The Pale Door. And I oh, need right, to, right, right. And I need to rewatch Don't Knock Twice because either I'm having a memory malfunction or that movie went over my head. All right. Okay, well, I think that what we need to do is next time we record, we need to discuss. Yeah, we need to prove that we did our homework. Yes. Our thoughts on these movies. All right, so... Um, Here we go, let's do a spell and a card pool. Yeah, you want to do the spell and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll shuffle it up. Finish with the card pool? Okay, yeah. so in light of my statement at the beginning of the episode... 
about the unfortunate inspiration for many of the witch tropes today, uh, I decided that we could use a justice spell. That sounds perfect. That's one that we have not added to our archive. So I have a tarot justice spell, and it is from the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells by Judica Isles. Ah. So for this spell, you are going to need a tarot card and a purple candle. So remove the justice card from a deck of tarot cards and place it where it may be clearly viewed. Hold a purple candle in your hands, charging it with your purpose and desires. Carve and dress the candle as you see fit. Place the candle on a dish beside the card. Write your petition for justice on brown paper and tuck it under the candle. Burn the candle, meditate upon the card's image, and pay attention to any moments of spontaneous inspiration that may come your way. That's a great spell. Yeah, and um, you can add a few steps to it if you want. You can customize it a little bit more. It's very general, but, you know, really it's a candle spell that incorporates a tarot card, and it's focused on justice, so you can make your intention towards a specific group of people, one person, or yourself, if you're needing a little extra justice. Perfect. All right. Uh, So I pulled from the Roar Oracle, which uh, we all know is one of my favorite ones. I call it my Mean Girls deck. And we got Mary Shelley, born 1797, and she died in 1851. Perfect. She was an English novelist and the author of the gothic novel Frankenstein. From Mary, what terrified me will terrify others, and I need only describe this describe the specter which had haunted my midnight pillow. The message I get when I think of Mary Shelley is to lean into the darkness of the human existence of ours, feel the sorrow, the anger, the fear, get to know it and understand it. Inspect difficult situations from all angles and give it a space to run free, whether in writing, in music, or in other creative outlets. Within us, we all have monsters, little gremlins, that when restless, cause us to misbehave. When we give in to them and give them room within, we acknowledge their existence. We settle down the inner demons. If you are experiencing a loss, ask for Mary's help in finding a way to release the pain. I love that card. Frankenstein, um, one little tidbit about Mary Shelley. Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, uh, is largely considered either horror or gothic fiction. But if you really take into consideration the, um, the content of the novel, it's science fiction. And Mary oh, Shelley sure. uh, is credited, should be, or at least she should be credited. I think she is credited, but largely she should be credited Mm-hmm. as um, the mother of science fiction. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that was a good a good card poll for the ending of this this episode. Nope. Absolutely. My dog is staring at me because I'm the only one in the house who can feed him, he thinks. <laughs> I actually have to make dinner now. What are you having for dinner tonight? You know what I really want to have is chili. Ooh. I think that's going to be the next thing I make in the crock pot on a Sunday. Yeah, I just don't have it, everything I need for it. So, Aww, the disappointment. Is not about that. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, what what are you gonna have? I am gonna make some uh, pasta with like a garlic and herb sauce and broccoli, like a kind of like a broccoli Alfredo. That but sounds delicious. Instead of Alfredo, it's like a garlic and herb cream sauce. Yeah. That sounds. I know Forrest says that sounds amazing. All right. Well, I have a feeling it's going to get real fucking loud here in a second. So you enjoy your broccoli Alfredo creamy garlic sauce stuff. Well, you enjoy and your I, not chili. Yeah, I will. All right. And happy spooky season. Yes, spooky season. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on our website, thehearthandhedge.com, or email us at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. Our address is The Hearth and Hedge, P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 08003. We also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts.